0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 180 Mentoring. I'm Terry Krebs, and I'll be the host of 180 Mentoring, where I'll be providing you with information you can use in day-to-day leadership situations. I'll be providing this information in a way that you'll be able to listen to it Use it and apply it so you can move on to your next leadership success. All leadership examples and solutions on 180 mentoring are based on actual events and situations that I have encountered in my 30 years of leading and mentoring. I'm looking forward to today's podcast please visit me at 180mentoring.com and 180mentoring at Gmail. All right. Hello, everybody. And first of all, let me say thanks to all of the emails that are received encouraging me to do the podcast. Part of those emails, people said, Hey, you had made a mention of staff meetings in your original podcast. And we are very interested to hear about that. So Today we're going to talk about staff meetings. When I first started working in an environment where staff meetings were the norm, I was very excited when my boss would come back from the staff meeting because I knew that he was going to have the information that I needed to do my job. Like what were we doing? What what were the goals? What kind of things were going on in the office? You know, and I never really paid attention to how long he was gone. And then, I don't know, maybe it was a year or two into working, one day the boss comes in and he's like, Terry, I want you to go to the staff meeting with me. And I was like, great. So I went into the staff meeting because I was sure, like, this is where the magic happens in an office. What I found out was is the only magic that was going on was I was trying to figure out, like, how can I get out of here without anybody seeing me? I was like, this is terrible. There were so many distractions and inefficient things that were going on. Now, believe me, I'm all about not having a guideline about how to do some of the things that I do for work. So being rigid and being specific in in a meeting um, may seem odd to some people, especially for me, but when, when I went to these meetings, like I wanted to get the information and I wanted to get out and I wanted to do that quickly because what I was good at was doing the work. So these meetings were just, they were just just really discouraging. So, um, through the years, when I finally was given an opportunity to lead, I looked back on that time and I was like, I have to do these better. So, I, so I thought about, you know, well, really why are staff meetings important? And, and here's why staff meetings are tactical information sharing platforms. They are, give you an opportunity as a leader to share information, not only from yourself, but from other people in the team. And it's a cross flow of information. It's really one of the key mechanisms of a highly functional team. So let's talk about those. So when do you have a staff meeting and how often? Well, generally, people have staff meetings once a week, and I found that that really works well. Um, because, again, I mentioned just a few minutes ago, that staff meetings are about tactical information sharing. Tactical information is is information or actions that really cover just three areas for me. Today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week that we're in. Okay, it's very simple. Tactical information, short-term focused goals. And when do you have a staff meeting? Well, for me, I had made a decision early on that, um, Tuesday mornings worked well for me, uh, for a couple reasons. Um, because in the federal government, we have a lot of holidays that are on Mondays. So when you were talking about having a staff meeting, you could be like, well, we're going to have it on a Monday, except when there's a holiday or when something happens over the weekend. And so anyway, Mondays were always kind of unbalanced and, you know, in, and the line of work that I did for a long time, there was a lot of activity on the weekend. So Monday, Uh, When it wasn't a holiday was kind of the catch up and get back up to speed kind of day. So Tuesdays always worked well for me. And I always started them at 8 o'clock early enough where um, you're not wasting a lot of time during the day and it's late enough so that people can get in, they can drop off the kids, they can get a cup of coffee, they can get their notes together and get ready to go into the meeting. Now, another thing for me, having these on Tuesdays and not having the the Monday um, buffer or the holidays built in was because you are trying to make the staff meeting a normal, consistent process that people get used to going to so it's a normal action. But also, a staff meeting is good to have it on a consistent day so that people can be prepared when they get in there. There's no surprises. Everyone knew Tuesday morning at eight. The staff meeting was going to happen. Now, how long should a staff meeting be? Really, the standard for me one hour. Now, there's going to be exceptions. If you have a large office, you might have to go a little bit longer. But really, when you start having meetings that are longer than one hour, it causes problems with concentration from other people that are in the meeting it's hard for anybody to focus on things that they're not actively involved with when they're listening they're trying to absorb information when you have them in there any longer than an hour so you don't want to lose people another important thing start your meeting on time and end it on time if you say that you're going to start a staff meeting at eight o'clock in the morning you need to start the staff meeting at eight o'clock in the morning That was one thing that everyone knew that I was pretty rigid on was if we're going to have a meeting and everyone is going to be in there, don't waste anyone's time by showing up late. And who was that most important for? Me as the leader. If I said I was having an eight o'clock meeting, I better be there at eight o'clock, not 805, not 810, not 815, because then everyone's going to look around like, well, do the meetings really start at eight or do they start at 815 or whenever the boss shows up? Because what you're doing is you're not being respectful of other people's time when you don't hold yourself accountable for the meeting schedule. So please do that because you want people to be respectful of your time, you need to be respectful of their time as well. Because remember, you are taking away time out of the duty day for people to do their regular work. So um, one hour staff meeting, times the number of people, let is say 10, equals 10 hours of lost productivity when you keep them in there. So if you go any longer than an hour, you're losing more time. And if you start the meeting late, you've just wasted more time where really nothing is getting done. Now remember, um, generally when you have a staff meeting, people are gonna have to take some time to prep for that as well. So factor that in to your to your um, formula when you're figuring out how much time are my meetings costing the team. Now, here's another thing. No BSing during the meeting. Now, I love to joke and hear what's going on in people's personal lives and talk to them. And I mean, there's a time and a place for that because those things are also important for a leader to do is to know what's going on with those people's lives. But staff meetings are about tactical decision and tactical information sharing. If you go in there, and again, we'll use the 10-person example, if you BS with one person for one minute and you have 10 people, there is 10 lost minutes where people could be out of that meeting sooner and out doing actual work. So that's very important, no BSing, because a residual effect of that is when you start having an off-topic conversation with someone, it causes other people in the team to lose focus and, um, and then it's going to take them a while to kind of get focused back in and, and back into, you know, the main part of the meeting. So don't allow that to happen. So who goes to meetings? Well, really anyone in your office that, that needs to, that you feel needs to be in that meeting. And invite more people than you normally would because staff meetings should not be a secret meeting. Staff meetings are about sharing information across the full platform of everyone in your office. It's a cross flow of info. It lets everyone know what's going on in the office. So when they are trying to figure out their priorities and what they can do, or more importantly, if they have some free time, they can go and ask one of the coworkers like, hey, I heard you're working on this. Do you need some help? They would have no idea that that was going on if you didn't have that type of cross flow and extra people in the meeting to listen to to how things are going. Now, also, people in the meeting, you are developing them to be future leaders in your organization. Early on in their career, you need to expose them to tactical decision-making and the tactical information-sharing process in a good way so that when they go out to the field, they'll run efficient meetings and get things done and keep people motivated. And when you run meetings this way, people won't mind coming. Because they know this is information they need. They're going to get it quickly. They're going to get it timely. They're going, to, they're going to have things that they can do and react to. And it's done in a format that's easy to follow and easy to understand. One group of people that sometimes gets forgotten in the meetings are your administrative support. Bring them to the meetings. But the key here is let them talk first. When you do that, it leads right into my next point, that when you bring in your key admin people, you let them provide information to the team that they need to continue to provide them outstanding support and also receive any information from the team about what they can be doing better to help. Then you cut them loose because they can go back out and they can allow your meeting to proceed with no interruptions. And what I mean by that is, They can answer the phone, they can answer the door, they can take notes. I can't tell you how many times that I've been at an office where you're 15 minutes into the meeting, the phone rings somewhere in the office and somebody shoots out of the chair, runs down the hallway and has to answer the phone. It's so distracting. And also what it does is it throws the staff meeting off the rails because now everybody's wondering like, what was the phone call about? What are you doing? People start having side conversations, they get lost and other thoughts, and they're not focusing in on the short-term goals that, that you're trying to get through during that meeting. So no interruptions, right? So when you allow interruptions to happen, that is when everything else starts to fall off, right? Because one person answers the phone, someone else will answer their pager, someone else will answer their, cell, their personal cell phone, someone else will be like, I have to walk out, and just everything starts to fall apart. You need to set the standard, no interruptions. So what do you cover in a staff meeting? I talked about this earlier, but the key is tactical short-term goals. And this includes from you as well. Let the team know what you're doing today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week so they understand what you're working on and how it impacts the office. But also ask them what are they doing today, tomorrow, and next week. If you need to talk to them or anyone else about any strategic planning, long-term strategic goals, that needs to be done outside of this meeting. You can have a private meeting with that person or people when you're talking about the the strategic environment or the strategic planning, which is really done by the senior leaders in the office. So just just to remind you, what what are the tactical goals? Short-term focused action items, okay? Okay today, tomorrow, and this week. Maybe by exception, you can talk to them about some things that are going on next week, but you have to kind of play that by ear. Again, if you need more time than just that simple interaction between you and that employee, you need to say, can I talk with you after the meeting so that we can cover that more in detail? Because when you start getting too much in detail in one person's personal day-to-day stuff, it causes other people to um, lose concentration. In future podcasts, I'm going to talk in more detail about tactical um, decision-making. I'm going to talk more about tactical and strategic goal setting, about mission, about vision, about leadership philosophy and expectations, because all those have to do with effective goal setting. So um, we will talk about that in the future. My final point. And this is really the key to kind of wrapping all this up about staff meetings, is you need to have someone in the staff meeting taking notes and writing down the answers to the what are you doing today, what are you doing tomorrow, what are you doing next week, so that during your next staff meeting, when it comes around to that person, you can ask them or talk with them, last week you said that you were going to accomplish these four things. Did you get those done? The answer, answer is either, yes, I did or no, I didn't. If it's no, I didn't, you can have a short discussion about why that didn't get done, and then those things become one of their new short-term goals. It's that simple. Now, when you take notes, that's great because it's going to be respectful to that person and respectful to the team because everyone knows that you're paying attention and that you care about the things that they're working on. If you don't take notes, everyone will know that you haven't taken notes and that you're not keeping track, and that leads to people to thinking that you don't care about what they're doing. And it all comes down to this. The residual effect of paying attention to short-term tactical goals and asking people to follow up on them and you paying attention to that, it builds in team accountability all by itself. Because what will happen is when you're going around the room and you're talking to people, what are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing next week? People will get tired of saying, I didn't get anything done. They will start to learn like that isn't an acceptable answer. And who's going to tell them that? The team will tell them that. The team will let them know that you're not supporting the team the way that you should. And generally, if the person is accepting, the team will help them pick up the things that they're working on and help make them a better member of the team. And if that person doesn't accept that, well, then that's when you have to step in as a leader. But that's for a whole other podcast about how you deal with that person. Because in my experience, when you give the team an opportunity to self-resolve issues, the team 90% of the time will do that. And how they do that is by being in a staff meeting, listen to what everything's going on, hearing what people are working on, allowing them the opportunity to provide that person assistance or to provide them some team mentoring and let them know that they need to step up their game. It's really as simple as that. So that's it. Staff meetings. That's the secret recipe. Get in, get them done, be tactical, let the team work on the accountability, Follow up and be respectful. And that wraps up today's podcast. Thanks to everyone for your input on today's topic. And if you want to reach out to me, please find me on 180mentoring.com or you can email me at 180mentoring at gmail.com. I'm Terry Krebs and I'm the host of 180 Mentoring. Thank you very much and I look forward to talking with you soon.